Happy Hour with the Home Collective. We are your hosts, Bill Ball, Dina Suriano, and Kristen McFeely. It's 5 o'clock. It's happy hour. What are you ladies drinking today? Um, I am drinking a Trogues Perpetual, Perpetual IPA. <laughs> um, and we usually have these in our fridge. This is, a pretty, this is a pretty much a standard in our house. So that's what I've got. How about you, Dean? I was at the Phillies game earlier today. Yeah, I saw. Drinking. You had great seats. Oh, God. Those were good seats. Mm-hmm. They were some jammers, I'm telling you, behind the visitor dugout. Any yeah. foul balls near you? Um, A few. There had a to few. be, right? Um, Mary would like clutch my arm every time the ball was hit. She was like, ah! I'm like, it's over. Like, anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> we were drinking... um spiked arnold palmers all day so i oh i like I have, those oh they're so good i have I like my own at well you can't even see it but i have was that with vodka um i think it is with vodka actually i don't know mm-hmm. right it's gotta be i think those yeah. are i think i think those are called john Daly's. either one either one it's the same thing i'll tell you i was saying and i i mean it i might just start drinking the twisted teas after this i might just really lean into the you know what the roots that's really funny because when i'm down hmm. the shore sometimes i'll do those arnold palmers or john daly's either one they're pretty much the same you it's like um it's like that uh you know it's like an iced tea flavored so like, good i guess is sort of what it is or something and then you pair that with lemonade but the one time they were out of it and they were like, do you want a twisted tea? And I was like, oh, yeah. no. But then I had it and I was like, actually, it's not They're so actually <laughs> After you've been drinking the others, it's really not yeah. that bad. Get a little caffeine. Dean, I consider you a little bit of a beer snob. I don't know I if know. I see Guys, you with Guys, I don't know what's happening to me. Like, isn't that like beneath you? Will you do that? Will you be able to do that? And you're I'm okay gonna, with that? I, no, I'm not know. okay with it for sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, you don't know how to feel about yourself? I think I'm just letting myself go, you guys. I think that's what's happening. Okay? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Growth. little growth there. Yeah, letting letting it know? go. Take off the Carhartt beanie. I think I'm just going to wear the orange <laughs> Carhartt beanie and drink the twisted tea and just really uh, lean into this, the whole color wow. palette of yeah. the, the browns and the yellows and the oranges. Really lean it. No, I'm kidding. I, it's going to be a real sunset of a Do palette. you, man. Do you. No, but- Please stop me while before I get ahead of myself with all of this, you guys. I, I I'm putting it on. <laughs> so what you. are you drinking now? I have like a little. I have like a little vodka lemonade in my cup. Honor Palmer, yeah, yeah. John Daly, you know, and Just doing a, John, a JD. Because it's getting like warmer out. The sun was out. Um, I had like I was wearing ripped jeans, and I I have to confess, I got sunburn on my knees at the game. Like a real jabroni. Mary's making fun of me about that. But yeah, mm. but anyway. Bill, what are you drinking? What happens when you have oh. holy jeans? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it is getting warmer out. But the wife was making tacos tonight. So we uh, started sucking down some tequila earlier. Yes. Nice. So I'm just drinking some straight up Jose Cuervo Especial Blue Agave oh my in a glass. God. That's just nice. That's just that. Whoa, 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 whoa. One, of those, one of those evenings. That's it. Nothing fancy. Pour it. Oh, open, yeah. pour, and drink. I love taco yeah. nights. That's it. Anyway, <laughs> cheers. Uh, happy, cheers. happy hour, ladies. Happy, happy hour. Honestly, it's just so good. It's just so good. <laughs> Summertime. I know. What have you guys been up to? It's been so busy. I feel like... 
I don't know if you guys have felt like that, but <clears throat> it's been it's been busy and I've been fighting this cold for like three weeks. It just doesn't seem to want to go away. Yes. Which isn't helping because it's it's making me very tired. Oh, my <laughs> God. Maybe she needs a twisted anyway, tea. We're not getting any rest either, probably. I know. I need a twisted tea, I think. But no, um, how do you have good. a how do, how do you have a cold that long? I don't know. For real? Yeah, I keep Maybe testing it's time for COVID for a doctor and I don't visit. have it. What do you think, Dean? What? I don't Good. have it. I hope you don't have it. Yeah. Maybe if she's got a cold for three weeks, it's, she might want to see the doc. I know. I probably oh, should. Yeah. I keep thinking it's about to go, and then it it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite over yet. Yeah. I thought I had a cold, but then I realized it's just allergies, and um, I never really had bad allergies until this year, and... I've been on the phone every time I'm on the phone, like for the past three days, I start coughing like a maniac. Yeah. Where I have to like now warn people when I answer the phone, like my allergies are so bad. If I start coughing, I'm hitting mute. So if I don't respond. Yeah. And today it happened to me. And I literally had to like be like, I'll call you back. Like, and hang on. It was so bad. Absolutely done that. That's awkward. Oh, it was brutal. I had like tears in my eyes, and Mary was working in uh, downstairs. She like met me in the hallway with a water. I was like, "What is happening?" (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, I feel for you, Kristen. It's. I hope you feel better. Honestly, you know. Thanks. But it's been busy. Like, I had um, buyers who are relocating here from like. The, well, they were from Brooklyn and now they're with family like in like the Massachusetts area. And I did like a virtual showing at an open house in Fishtown and ended up like putting in an offer. And we successfully beat like five other offers on this house. Nice. And nice, Dean. bananas because um, I mean, we I mean, we wrote a really good offer, but it was cool to see like how brave they were through the whole thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if enough people kind of get that. You mean like not them not seeing it in person? person. Like, you know, we had like a thorough like consultation and like we, I like walked them through on FaceTime and then like took extensive video in the, in the house after the fact. And it was just like a total trust fall. And then, I don't know. I'm super proud of them. Like they're just super brave and they know what they want. And it's cool. It's fun to work with people like that and like support them and watch them like win, you know? Yeah. I love it. Um, Have you been working with them for a while, Dean? Um, Like about a month. Honestly, this was the first house. This was straight up the first house, which okay. is also um pretty dope. But at the same time, it was like when you know, you know, because like I feel like Mm-hmm. you know in any neighborhood you want to be in you kind of already can anticipate the kind of house you'll find that you would like do you know yeah. what I mean so when that hit the market I was like I'm going to look at this because I can tell you right now after the open house like there, we, you're, there's no way so they were like yeah go go and then video and boom you know but it was it was fun to because like it's in fish there isn't there aren't that many when they hit when those homes hit the market it's just like a frenzy i feel like don't you think Kristen? i mean shit i was supposed to host an open house for you and i 
two different two different times. And I knew you're like, yeah, will you host this? Both of them. Yeah, and I'm like, before the yeah, I'm like, I will if it's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, with the second one, the one from this week, I really should have waited to list it to do an open house to get more people through, but should have could have would have. What it is? It's under contract. Yeah. I think that I think that's rare, Dean, with what you're seeing with those buyers. I think most buyers. Like they start off really conservative with their offer. You know, they're, they're really tight with their number. They have all their contingencies lined up. And then it takes them, usually takes them to lose a few mm. before they start to get really aggressive. And it's like, all right, you know what? We lost a few. We can't play around. We're not going to win our way in this market. And they start to loosen up and then eventually get to the point where they're firing really strong like they did. So I think that's pretty rare. But I think this is a pretty cool topic. And uh, it's been a while since we did a market update. So how about uh, we take a quick break and then we'll get into talking about the market. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. So you guys, I feel like I just, I mean, we've, we started this podcast, what? It feels like it's been two years, Bill. We've been like hanging out, talking into these microphones to each other about real estate and drinks and stuff. But I feel like when that happened, it was when the pandemic Mm -hmm. first started. And since then, the market has been wild. And I I feel like it's out out of control. control. But now I'm like, but it's been two years I don't know if we could still say it's classified yeah, it's as out of control. It's almost like this is what the norm is. But how do you? It's the norm. This is the norm. Yeah, this has been the norm since March twenty twenty. Yeah. So I think. How do you categorize it or explain it? Like, what are you guys currently seeing on the streets right now? As we're heading into summer, I was saying earlier about you know my buyers in Fishtown. Like that was not normal, but it's awesome to experience something like that and i'm so pumped for them and proud of them but like what are you writing offers like that are you going into bidding more still like are you guys doing anything creative or as a listing agent like what are you seeing like i know zoe said that she had buyers like buy pizza pizzas for her sellers like what is that yes right yes what about what do you guys she had what did she say she had like seven offers or something and one of them included two pizzas dude Also, I wanted wanted to say, A, where are the pizzas from, first of all? And that's most important. Super important. And B, were there toppings? Because I hope hope they were good toppings because you could really kill a deal with horrible toppings. I'm just going to say it. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like overall, it's still very much a seller's market. And I feel like in most you know, in most neighborhoods, if the home is priced well and shows well and is presented well, it's going to sell probably with multiple offers. Um, when I'm doing a listing presentation, I'm always trying to sort of under promise and over deliver. So I never want to tell everybody that because it doesn't always, you know, it's not always the case. But, you know, I've had a few lately that I I expected to be on the market for about a week or two and they went the first day. Um you know, some with multiple offers. I'm working with a lot of buyers right now that are looking kind of both in the city and in the suburbs, and they're all kind of in the big multiple offer thing. And um, it's tough. It's tough for a buyer. I mean, I think, Dean, what you were just talking about, your Fishtown buyers who bought a property basically, you know, through FaceTime, I've done that multiple times. I mean, multiple times, because if they're coming here from out of town, um, you know, they 
it's they have to jump they have to move um Missy and I are actually um, Missy on our team. She works in New Jersey. She's Dan's wife, Missy Janetto. And she and I are actually working with a couple together. They are coming from Seattle. There was a referral from some really great agents out in Seattle. And they're looking both on the main line in Pennsylvania and also in specifically Morristown, New Jersey. So Missy's got them on Sunday this weekend. I've got them on Saturday. But one of Missy's listings hit the market this last week and they're still in Seattle. They were only coming you know, to tour this weekend. And they last week called me and they were like, I think we want to make an offer on Missy's listing. But, you know, it was a whole thing with like dual agency. They weren't sure. So we set them up with someone else just to put the offer together. But they literally did it sight unseen. They had a friend stop by. Um, I think Missy showed the friend the house. The friend was on FaceTime with them. And it was, it's not a cheap house. And they made an offer sight unseen. Very aggressive. A very aggressive offer. Way, way over asking price. And that particular one, Missy told me unfortunately they didn't get it but missy told me that she had 19 offers on that particular listing and one of them talk about crazy things that people are doing to get the house one of them um had an escalation addendum with that was open-ended so it literally was like we'll go you know i forget what it was like six thousand or ten thousand over the next highest offer to max out wherever Basically, they were like, we will go 10000 higher than whatever else you have. Dude. They were cash. Yeah, I never seen that. That's, that's a In little wild. In 16 years, it's literally a blank check. That's like the Wild West. Dude. Yeah. Blank. And Missy called them like, oh, you forgot to put a number in here. And they were like, no, no, we did that on purpose. You tell us. You tell us where we need to be. If you have a buyer and it's going up against Forget them, it. it's like, you know what? You just chalk that up as a loss. Yeah. You're just right? going to oh, What are you going to do? If you're dealing with somebody with, with, with unlimited funds, just like, okay. We'll go after the next one. That was that Cape Cod house. Is that what that was? The salt box, or was it? A salt um, box? no, it was, was like it? a colonial in Morristown. It was a. Ni- it's a nice looking house, but I mean, you know, it to me, it's a nice looking mm-hmm. house. It's not like it's a one of a kind. You'll never find another one. It just, it didn't seem like something you would go that crazy for. But I, you know, I know nothing about that market. So expect the unexpected. Like you're mm-hmm. listing in Fishtown, you weren't expecting that to sell. Before. Not that fast. The first person who yeah. walked in, we got an offer the very first night. It went on the market. Someone showed it that afternoon, and we had an offer that night. It was not awesome. ex- five thousand over asking. Awesome. You know, not like crazy, but it was the first person to to go through yeah. the house. Um, I think part of this market is moving quickly um, because sometimes an, a listing agent will do an offer deadline right up right out of the gates. You know, like they'll go live on a Friday, and they're like, "We want all offers by." you know, at noon on Monday or something like that, highest and best. But some people are just presenting as they come in. So sometimes it really just pays to be the first Mm -hmm. one in, to get in quickly, get your offer together and get it in. And, um, you know, sometimes that's, that's what people go for, but it's, yeah, it's, people are doing, people are doing some crazy things. Um, you know, and I think people also coming from other markets. So, Dina, when you were talking about your fish town people, not only did these people from Seattle basically buy, you know, put an offer inside unseen, but I worked with a couple last year. There was another referral from a Seattle, another yeah. Seattle agent, um, and they were buying in my hometown of Downingtown. So I don't typically work in Chester County, but I went out and I was working with them, and um, 
they were not planning a trip back here anytime soon. They had already sold their house. They were doing a rent back. So they had a, you know, a certain period of time that they had to make a decision. And we did the whole thing on FaceTime. And they bought a home that was over a million dollars on FaceTime. Jeez. I mean, it's... It's wild. It's wild. But I mean, especially if you're coming from a market like that, like in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, homes are selling so fast Mm -hmm. and they're going so over asking price that it's like they're they come here ready to compete. They come here, you know, and they're very aggressive. So those are the kind of buyers that you like. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, people who really uh, are accustomed to that. But that's almost becoming the norm, I feel like now is having to be really, really creative. Yeah, what do you think, Bill? I think every scenario is different. So um, it really just depends. I mean, not every neighborhood's the same. And then you have some neighborhoods that are super, super hot. Everything's really competitive, generally. But then you have, yeah. like, Kristen was talking about, like, the main line or the suburbs or New Jersey, where it's just, you know, it's just crazy. So um, each each scenario is just different, and each price point's different. I mean, I and then and then and then type yeah. of property is a little different because you know, like condos typically aren't going to be, you know, as aggressive in general as townhomes. They just tend to take a little longer than you know a regular townhouse. You you just have more buyers for townhomes than you do condos, and then. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely still really competitive out there and sellers are definitely in the driver's seat for now. And uh yeah, I mean, we're still seeing <laughs> you talked about this this market, you know, really picking up during the pandemic and it still feels that way and it still feels like people are shuffling for space. And I guess it'll start at like yeah, March of 2020 and everybody's it's it seems like it's still going on. It definitely is. Is it weird and dark to say that it almost feels like we're just running out of space for people? Like, is that the corniest thing to say? Because, like, it, is it almost like where you're like, well, the inventory's so low and, like, people aren't, sellers aren't selling. Like, is it just like there's just more people looking for stuff right now? Yeah. No, I, I, I totally hear you. I mean, I, I mean, in my opinion, I think that I just read this article the other day. Now it was more of a national article and not, not exactly local here to Philly, but, uh, the author was talking about, you know, sellers that start to feel like FOMO, you know what I mean? Like fear of missing out, you know what I mean? Cause all these Mm -hmm. houses are like just getting crazy numbers and all of a sudden, you know, that I feel like it could shift quick. I don't know when it's going to be, and I think anybody that does say they know that, I would, I'll be a little skeptical of that, you know. But I'm skeptical it, yeah. of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like <laughs> to kind of like feel it on the street, and then you can kind of get a gauge. But first, you know, but um, you, you know, you can have you know an abundance of homeowners decide the list, you know, all of a sudden. I mean, it can happen. To, to the point where now you have an influx of inventory. And that's when kind of things balance out. I mean, when that is, I would never predict that. You know, we, we, we all get these questions all the time. Like, when do you think the market's going to shift? When do you think it's going to, like, shift into a buyer's market? I don't know. I expect it to happen at some point. I don't think it's going to be dramatic, right? But 
mm-hmm. just like stock, yeah. right? Stocks go fluctuate up and down. Like when I first started in the business you know, 14 years ago, it was a it was a heavy buyer market. Like buyers were totally in control. Now sellers are in control. I like it when it's a little bit, you know, in the middle, <laughs> obviously, but uh, yeah. not so lopsided. But like eventually it's got to start balancing out when that is. I never try to, sp- I get that question. I'm sure you, you girls get that question too. I would never say, oh, mm-hmm. this is when it's going to shift and you should wait. I don't know. You know, I could just tell you what I'm seeing right now on the street and it still feels very, very, very competitive. It's hard when people want to predict the future. You can't. I say this all the time. Live in the moment. Be present. Be where you're at. Like, why sit and wait for something that you don't even know is going to happen? Like, are you, like, they're like, oh, well, the rates are so high right now. It's like, yeah, well, they might be higher. Or like, you know, last year they, they like, it's just like, you sh- I should have bought last year. Well, you weren't ready. Clearly you weren't ready. So like, where, right. how do you right. feel right now? Focus on right now. Like, right. I, it's, it's silly. And, and I wish, I feel for those people because- it's, it gets awkward when you try and shake them into, you got to just let people be where they're at. But it's almost like, how do you coach someone and comfort them to just be like, hey, focus on right now. That's it. Like, I have a client who wants to buy an investment and, you know, we've lost a few because they got a little, it's their first investment. They they got a little like cold feet as far as like getting a grandma piece um, as we say now, because it need, like it would have made more sense for them, uh, you know, to cash flow and something like that and make repairs. Well, now, like, there's no more grandma pieces in the neighborhood they want to buy in because everything's now going over asking over there. So now they're paying a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? And they're yeah. like, oh, I should have bought that grandma. Pe-. Well, you got to, you know. Do you know how many gotta- people throughout history have said, I should have bought this or that 10, 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. says that. This is why it's hard for us to answer these questions a lot of times. It's because everybody's position is different, right? If you have somebody moving here, relocating for a job, they ha- and they have to buy, they want to buy, then they're in a much tougher position than somebody that's casually looking, that's renting and says, you know what, I can rent another year. It doesn't right. matter. So it's different. You, We have different answers depending on who's asking the question and what their scenario is. If you want to get your kid in a school mm-hmm. by September yeah. and, and, and you don't want to move again for 20 years, well, holy shit, you better pony up and bid high and wave, wave contingencies and to get the house because mm-hmm. you, in other words, the price of the house is not the main issue for you, for that person. You got to get the school district you want to move. You don't want to move again for 20 years. Get the damn house already. If you're renting right. and you can and you can right. you could just extend or go month to month, then you don't have to be as aggressive as aggressive as the person with a family that's got to get into the school. So that's why it's that's why we all kind of get worn out, <laughs> I guess, when asked like, well, what should I yeah. do or what's the market going to do? It's like, well, all right, let's go have a drink and tell me your whole life story, and I'll tell there you, you go. I'll well, tell you where where it. you're going to be. That's it, Bill. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why having. Like truly that buyer consultation is the most important thing you can do with a buyer to prep them about the process and let them know about the market and kind of what they should expect, but also to really, really do some listening mm-hmm. and find out what their motivations are and what their situation is. Because, you know, even this couple I was just talking about, um, you know, before the show who lost out on something today, they're selling their house and they're buying 
And, you know, yes, you have to put more in to buy, but you're also going to make a windfall on your house right now. Like it's a wash, you know, like you are making way more now on the sale of your home than you would have. Right. They're overselling their so own property. So take that as a win mm-hmm. and move mm-hmm. to, yeah. And yes, you're going to have to spend a little more, but like you plan to be there for a really long time. So doesn't it just make sense to to kind of bite the bullet? You know, you're going to make more on the sale. It's it's interesting. I mean, it, I just had this conversation with my mom the other day because she lives out where in the ha- same house I grew up in was basic when was born in in Downingtown, Chester County, and the house is way too big for her now. My dad has passed, and he's been gone ten years now. But when my dad got sick, they had put a first floor um, master suite, you know, and a bathroom and stuff like handicapped accessible. So she basically lives on the first floor. She doesn't even go upstairs unless the grandkids are stay you know visiting um and it's like covered in dust upstairs. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pretty bad but she was saying like oh well maybe now i should she's thinking like in a few years she'll move to like a you know 55 and over kind of retirement community and i was trying to convince her like talk to an agent now because you might be in a position she keeps talking about like all the things she has to do to get the house ready to sell and i'm like you could be in a position right now where you wouldn't yeah. have to do any of it because maybe someone would wait yeah. inspections like now is the care. time or, you or should take really on a grandma piece and not care and like yeah. it, it's more important for them to get the property yeah. and it's not even a grandma piece it's a nice oh, it's, well yeah yeah it's not like she's worried about certain things but like i mean but yeah, that exactly. Kristen, that is she, a good point th- so there's like a trade-off right? what about concierge That's a total totally. trade-off Didn't you yeah. give her like the whole presentation i'm only kidding you know <laughs> here's the thing this is terrible and i hope mattioli and reddington are not listening to this podcast i'm sure they're not um but i'm i'm referring them to my friend who is at remax who i went to high school with and he he's like our go-to oh, I love in my that hometown so yeah he's he's gonna work with my mom he's an old family friend and so he'll be working with her so they don't have concierge uh, but she doesn't really need anything mm-hmm. you know it's just it's dated in the sense of like uh, she's got wallpaper borders, oh you God. know, in the in the dining room. You know, it's it's not like it's and she's got carpet, you know, mm-hmm. in in some rooms. So it's fine. It's a great house. But I keep saying to her, like, now is the time that you could you could maybe get multiple offers yeah. and people might yeah. compete for it and wave home. We get a pizza out of it, too. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And maybe even a pizza. <laughs> So it's there's a trade off. Yeah, you know? I mean, in this market, you don't have to you don't worry about a lot of those little things. Like we used to have to prep homes. Right, like we used to right. walk through and be like, okay, and with like a, a legal pad and pen, and be like, okay, you need to fix that. You need to paint this. And I mean, we still do that because we're trying to get maximum dollars. But if somebody doesn't want to, it's like, okay, well, it's probably still going to sell if we do these few things. You don't have to go crazy. But th- yeah. this market's mm-hmm. perfect for sellers like that, Kristen. That are worried about all these little things. Yeah. They would just punch list. It's like, you know what? Put it in a disclosure and let's get some photos in here and we can put it up and see what you get. You yeah. know what I mean? It, you never know, especially in this market. And it's like people right now want that area for the school district, which um, is really all that. I mean, someone would pay top dollar just for the school. So, I mean, I think, I don't know. I was trying to convince her. I had dinner with her last night. I was really trying to convince her to, to, to really consider yeah. it. Because she wants to do it in a few years, but it's kind of like, why not just try it now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bill, I think exactly what you said. It's It really comes down to what's going on with the particular individual and what their situation is. You guys, I saw this article and I have to 
I have to bring it up because bring it. It's just it's just too funny. Let it be um, brought. In Philly Mag, they there's an article that says it's time to legalize backyard chickens in Philly. <sighs> and it may finally oh, happen. So I have something to say about guys. This is, I I, I don't, don't understand it because I remember my best friend Aaron had, had when he his first house in Port Richmond there was a rooster in one of these backyards and we, no one could figure out whose house it was and I know a rooster is different than a chicken and it's like whatever but like why I don't know you're asking me <laughs> please tell me you're not asking so me so here's Dean. the thing <laughs> if you live in Mount Airy where I used to live. That's, this is not an unusual this is not an unusual right. thing. Yeah. So first of all, you are not allowed to have a rooster. They disturb they, the peace. Man. Don't they like I like fucking dawn? Oh, yeah, they disturb the peace. So my next door neighbor had chickens <clears throat> it, when we lived on Lincoln Drive in Mount Airy, and he had mistakenly gotten a rooster in his batch of chickens, and it was horrible, horrible, horrible. Got rid of the rooster. That happens sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. When you're getting when you're getting your chicken batch, occasionally you get a rooster mixed in. <laughs> a That's just part of the game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Got rid of the rooster. <laughs> the way the ho- the way the chicken coop was situated though was like kind of like up on a hill, mm-hmm. and we were our backyard was sort of like down the hill from it. And when the wind would blow in a certain direction, it would stink so badly. Yeah. I cannot even tell you the smell. It's like a smell that I cannot forget. And finally, we had to ask him to move his whole chicken coop or threaten letting the city know because they're not allowed to have them. And he moved it. So uh, the article says, in many American cities, if you want to keep chickens in your backyard, you could set up a coop and do your thing. But in Philadelphia, not so much. Backyard chickens are, with very few exceptions, illegal in Philly. City council person Curtis Jones wants to change that. Change that. Uh, and he represents the 4th District. Well, he introduced a bill that will legalize backyard chickens in Philly. Farm animals are illegal in Philadelphia, and the city code currently defines a farm animal animal as follows. Any chicken, goose, duck, turkey, goat, sheep, pig, cow, or other farm animal, provided such other farm animal, presents a public nuisance due to smell and or noise, which is what Chris is talking about. Exactly. But it does not include a cat, dog, or horse. So Jones wants to change that language too as follows. Any rooster, goose, duck, Turkey, goat, sheep, pig, cow, or other mm-hmm. farm animal, provided such other farm animal presents a public nuisance due to smell and or noise, does not include a cat, dog, hen, or horse. So if the bill becomes law, the new language would allow you to keep female chickens in your backyard, not just not the cockadoodle-doo type of chickens, which are roosters. So... You wouldn't be able to have as many chickens as you want. The bill in its current language would restrict ownership to six chickens per household. I don't know how you kind of manage right. that, but I'll keep reading. The chicken coop knock, must knock, be knock. fully enclosed. Chicken check. Yeah. I saw about seven or eight back there. Uh, like, how do you how do you? I'm going to need that? to take the, two of your chickens. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Then it's like a whole Sophie's Choice moment. And yeah. We, we don't, don't want to get into that. <laughs> take <laughs> no. George. George and Sarah. Yeah, like, like oh, how do you? female, yeah. But anyway. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, it goes into, like, you know, how what kind of coop you can have. But there why? are people but who why? are excited about why? it. Um, why? Who's, who wants you know. the chickens? I don't get it. What's the, what's the, what's the overall point? Uh, there's underground chicken owners. That's in this article. That's, quote, unquote, underground chicken owners. Um, you know, 
and they weren't always legal, apparently. If it's for the eggs, just support a small business and go get some eggs somewhere. Like, I don't, I don't think, understand I, it, I you guys. I think eggs are pretty cheap. I mean, I don't know if you need to hold chickens. <laughs> Inflation. I have two friends. Mm-hmm. They live right outside of the city, and they both have chickens. And you guys Listen, know both Chris. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Smith from Guaranteed Rate, he has chickens. And it's been like yep. a whole thing with his kids, like teaching the kids how to care for them, how to get eggs in the morning. And Keith Adams, do you know? You Keith, guys know what are Keith? you doing? Keith Adams has chickens? He lives in Erdenheim and he has- I gotta, I'm yes, calling he does. him. I'm calling him tomorrow. And it's all for- I'm calling him it's tomorrow. It's all for- That's um, cute. Teaching the kids, teaching yeah. his teaching boys. Teaching what? To, I think it's I know sweet. I think it's fine. I, I just can't deal with the smell. I cannot mm. deal with that smell. I don't know how you even keep it clean Well, isn't there like a course? Don't you do this in kindergarten where you get to take- I'm home. What? I remember this. My dad, like, my dad was like, "Are you yes. kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Get it out and of take the kitchen." Your home. But like, mm-hmm. I, I remember it was like two days. <laughs> Here's a question: How do this? Yeah. How do the Philly alley cats interact with chickens? Like, is that like? I mean, because I've seen some crazy alley cats in South Philly. I don't yeah. know if you want to leave yeah. a chicken out with our mm. crazy cat situation. No, you don't. I mean, so uh, when Billy had a garage that he was renting on 8th and Moore, there was a neighbor on the block that had chickens on the sly, like out back. And every once in a while they would get out and he'd have like the garage door open. He'd be working under the car and a chicken would walk by. And uh, multiple times cats got yeah. them and the heat yeah. find There's it. a lot of yeah. alley cats yeah. in South Philly. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Well, I mean, I remember when mm-hmm. I was in Hawaii, there's roosters everywhere. Same thing when in Key West, they're ever, which is cool, but it's roosters everywhere. They're so loud, roosters, but like, yeah, but I they're just, so loud. Yeah, but I, I, Dina, don't you feel like that fits a little yes. bit better than like you know a exactly. Philly yard? Yes, I was I just going to say that. That fits. That's insane. I almost put these people on the same in the same category as those kids when you were growing up that had like tarantulas <laughs> and snakes. Yeah, although you know, it like may be in home alone. That was like, a good what do you do with that? What do you do with a tarantula? No, what do you do? Feed it flies. I had a like, roommate when I first moved to Philly. Um, we f- had like it was me and um, two friends from high school, and then we needed a fourth roommate. Well, we found a girl our age who was a science teacher, and in the summer she had the, the tarantula was in our house oh. because you know school was out so we had a tarantula in our dining room and i swear to god i would like tiptoe across the dining room yeah because like you know that's (gasps) teaching the kids right that's that's where it's acceptable i get it um teaching the kids what (laughs) yeah i don't what do you what do you just how to you should never need to know how to clean the kid how to to take care of a tarantula what if the kid moves to australia someday bill okay no, a tarantula. I tarantula. I'm with you. I am Dean, with then you the on kids any got lizard other problems, tarantula. Okay. <laughs> what if they move to Florida, Bill? They're going to need to know. My son's never <laughs> going to need to know how to take care of a chicken. I promise. <laughs> promise you. Oh my God, you guys. Wait, I didn't tell you. Oh my God, I didn't. T- you guys, I have another download, and it's a personal story. I got to tell you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, go, I had go, a home go. inspection last oh, week. Let's hear and it. And after home inspection, I'm walking back to my car. And I hear an animal talking or crying. Like I hear an animal kind of kind of crying, communicating. Like, and I was like, is that a cat? Like, what's happening? And I turn around and look, and it was it started off really sad. So I know uh, what it is. There was a dead possum <gasps> oh, no. near the curb. That's what I was gonna say. 
RIP, but then there was a baby oh, fully no. alive oh, and absolutely sucks. fine. The baby was absolutely fine. So what do you do with that? So I'll tell you, of course, one of the neighbors had a, a cone. So I grabbed the cone and I kind of like put it like I kind of created like a buffer zone for cars first. And then I stood put a cone, there like police tape and a cone. It. Around. Yeah. Hmm. You know, saving a spot. Probably that's what the cones were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was watching the baby. The baby was like the size of like a little tiny hamster. It was so little. Um, oh. And a good friend of mine recently like found an, an injured possum and put it on the like the Fishtown neighbors like Facebook group. Like, what do I do? And everyone had all these resources. So I reached out to her and she said, call the Schuylkill Wildlife Center. Yes. Call them. Yes. And so I did. I left them a message. And they called me back. I missed the call because I was like frantically talking to my wife, like, I need a box and gloves or something. I need, I don't, anyway. So they left me this message. They gave me directions. They were like, you can put on gloves and pick the baby up, put the baby in the cardboard box, close the box, and bring them here to Roxborough. Mm -hmm. So my good friend lived around the corner, brought over a box and a glove. And he just scooped the little baby up, put him in the put him in the box, and I took a road trip to Roxborough immediately. And like it was just me and this tiny little baby possum going on a journey. And I like had to Mary's like, secure the box. Don't whip around because you drive like a maniac. Like, <laughs> secure it. So I'm like driving. She didn't go with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm driving down like, you know, 76, like a grandma in the right lane, like continuously like looking in the box like he's gonna get out and then he's gonna you know scurry across the dashboard yeah, no he suck. was fine yeah that would suck but he was absolutely fine he was safe and that place i dropped him off and it was lovely and it's like in the middle of like the woods it's like super peaceful mm -hmm. and they're gonna you know peacefully humanely release him back when he's ready and they were like if you want to be a part of that when he's ready, we'll call you. Just check this box. Yep. And I was like, hell yeah, I do. Like, you yep. better call me. I named him Sam because I found him on Salmon Street. I was going to name Aww. him Salmon, but I felt like that was too, you know, it should be Sam. So, um, but like, so if you ever come across an injured animal or a baby possum. Give that, what is it? What's the name of it, Dean? Schuylkill Wildlife Google, Center. Schuylkill Wildlife yeah. Center. Schuylkill Wildlife Google Center. So, okay. Oh, they're fantastic. Lovely. So we Lovely. had... A raccoon living in our attic in our old house on Lincoln Drive and um, rent free, rent free. And there must have been a hole that he was getting in and out of. And every once in a while, we'd see him scamper down the roof and he had only one hand. He had one. One was missing. Captain um, Hook. His front. Mm -hmm. but yeah. And I was going to say, did he have a hook? Like <laughs> No. No, he had only one, le you know, three legs, not four. Anyway, he... Um, we would see him come in. We'd try to catch him. We Billy like put a trap out there. He just kept coming back inside the house. So he was living there for many years, I think, <laughs> before we even bought the house. He chewed through all of our knob and tube wiring. Um, Good. He, finally, no. you don't need that anyway. <laughs> finally, we were able to trap him. <laughs> yeah, causes had fires. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, we had to so finally billy was able to catch him on the roof he put like a little food in a trap and was able to catch him and took him down to the schuylkill wildlife center <laughs> and they called him lefty and 
they said we were able to visit him. And oh Billy went like several times and to visit him. And then he was released. Yeah, they released him. They were they were so great. They were like, um, if you want to be a part of this again, like we if you want to be a part of oh, his yeah. life. Call me for his birthday. And so, yeah, of course, you know oh Billy. Oh my God, he Lefty. Lefty, Lefty if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> Lefty, if you're listening. <laughs> Lefty, Lefty, if you're living rent-free in somebody else's house, I hope they have strong Wi-Fi so you can listen Lefty, to our podcast. Lefty, I want you to come on my next buyer yeah. inspection and find that knob and tube. Let me know. Let me get rid of that. Yeah, he's a knob and yeah. tube. Like He sniffs yep. it out. Like he's like- Expert. Expert. He's like, that's knob and yep. tube, and I got lunch. It's like Specialist. a bonus. Bill, I heard there's a Chipotle near your so house. Funny. You're going to need to get me a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Need to wash down this knob and tube with something. Yeah. Oh, God. See, that's the thing. I, that's what's cool. Like, there, there's a number for everything. You could just call. Like, I was like, hey, these these cats out here. I got, I like, I'm not, I'm not letting you go down like that, Sam. We're, we're going to make sure you go to college. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, like, <laughs> dude, I'm with you. You know, I might have cried a little bit in the car, but no I one. I love that. We, listen, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> listen, you did what you could do. Did, you did, you gave yeah. maximum Thanks, effort. Dina, that's yeah. a great story. Maximum effort. And I feel like sure. I feel like possums are so misunderstood. They're actually fascinating. They're like super clean. They're immune to rabies, and they like fight off are all they? the bad guys. Yeah, I never knew they're that. super. They're super. Um, they're beneficial to the ecosystem, my friends, and they're around. They're around. So keep your eyes huh. peeled. You want to rescue those those guys. Um, and maybe they'll fight a chicken. <laughs> Who knows? They might know where the oh, they might know where the be, underground chickens are, you guys. Battles in this city. Yeah. yeah. But no the offense to people who support the chicken thing. No offense. This is just, you know, this is my opinion, our opinion. And uh No offense. Just seems weird to all <laughs> No offense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, we have to get out of here. Special shout out to Schuylkill Wildlife Center. Thank you for saving that possum. Dina brought by. Yeah, Sam, I love you. Ladies, until next time, have a good weekend. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you guys. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>